Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled, your favourite fact show. Uh, my name's Dan, thank you very much for being there, thank you for following us. This is where we find, we scour, we dive around in the bowels of the internet finding facts so you don't have to. It's up to you to decide whether they're worth it or not. Uh, I've got three for you this week, stuff about pandas, stuff about the Queen, the Queen, and also a very loud thing that makes you want to go to the loo. Uh, that's on my end. Also, Mark, he's here. What have you got? I am um, indeed. This week, a tasty story behind a popular phrase, a plan which backfired, and hipsters moaning. <laughs> I, can, I can absolutely sense that you're the type of person that hates a hipster. Oh, you know it. You know it. Oh, these woke people over here trying to save the world. Connor's also here. What you got? Uh, we're going to talk about Vaseline, obviously. Um, a bit of an invention one, because we're going to also talk about Thomas Edison, which I'm looking forward to. And Rihanna. There you go. Short, blunt, simple, quick. Let's crack on. It's a brand new episode of Baffle. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Now, before we get properly into it this week, I've got an update. You'll remember, long-time baffled devotees will also remember, last year we had the saga, the saga of Elsie Ida. Do you remember this lady? Yes. Do I remember her? Of so course just to I do. To bring you up to uh, speed. We had a fact last year about a place called Minoe in uh, Nebraska. One person lived there. One single person in this whole town uh, called Elsie Isla. Connor alleges, although I'm sceptical, but I, I will go along. He alleges he got pissed one day and phoned her up. Now, I mean, I can concur that because I got the phone call directly afterwards. I didn't call her directly. I called the pub and that she, she is the only person in. who was there. So she's the only person who can answer the She's phone. the bar lady. And somebody answered and it was her, but it all went really Doesn't bad. Doesn't she work in a library as well? Wasn't that the thing? Yeah, well, so yeah. That, was the, that was the fact, she wasn't it? Everything. She's got everything. No one else is there. Well, yeah. anyway, that's what we thought. But this is not my fact. This is just a little update. In the 2020 cen- census, uh, Elsie Isla was amazed to find that Manoe said there was two people who lived there. I mean, surely she should know. Well, here's the thing. You feel like she, like suddenly that regular she's had in the pub, she's like, oh, you live here? I thought you just drove in from next town along. Now, this is kind of blown up. Like People have been on board with this. You know, if we were hot on it, we could have used it as a chance to promote the podcast. Well, yeah, but we're not. So mm-hmm. The other person was a man called Noise. And he's not real. Okay. It was something put on by the Census Bureau over in America to um, protect Elsie Isla's personal information. Did you find this no, in your was, weekly was, Google no, of Elsie Isla? Ha- no, how have you found this? Did, oh, I heard Facebook? The, or? I heard on the news. Typical. Imagine. Yeah. Mm. So what was amazing as well, so they've put this in here, which occasionally they do with censuses to try and help disguise personal information. For instance, um, there's one person who lives in Manoe. She lives at this address. Here's her phone number. You can call it. Maybe this is what led to it. Yeah. You are the reason that this has happened. But also you can, 
now everyone knows that it's not real, so knows that her personal information so is it's, only it's, for it, her. Yeah, so it's kind of just become and also you rubbish. Should, you know you take your luck. Ring one phone number if no one answers. Ring the other. It's one. probably the other one. Yeah. There you go. A little update. How's LCI doing? I'm oh. I'm a bit. I feel a bit weird that we've kind of dedicated so much time to this poor old lady over the over the last year. I'll give her a call when we get on. I'll, sure. I'll see, I'll see how she is. You're like, do you remember me? I was that weird guy that called you. You know, sort of missed the pandemic, ten coronas in, and scared the life out of you. My name's Noise. That's what she'll say. Mm, right. Sounds like an absolute load of tit to me, isn't it? You. What's your first fact of the show? Um, the man that invented Vaseline. Yeah, um, Mr. Vaseline. Mr. Vaseline, yeah. Slippery old fellow, isn't he? Slippery old fellow. It was invented in 1870, by the way, which makes sense really with what I'm about to tell you. Yeah, he rubbed people up the wrong way, didn't he? Oh, but um boom Spent months burning his own skin to see if his invention worked. What? Yeah, so obviously he 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 invented Vaseline thinking that it would mm. be good for burns. Um, and obviously to, to test the experiment and, and the concoction, I want to call it, it's not like modern day. It's 1870. He had to burn his skin in order to see whether the uh, the, the thing he created would work in reducing the pain or, or helping the healing process. So he was burning his skin to test his own experiment. Well, surely at some point you have to question whether it's the Vaseline that's helping or whether it's the constant burning and therefore the loss of sensation in your arm. Well, the difficulty is as well. Well, this one burns less than before. I don't know, maybe it's because I've burnt it what 70 times before. But he's also, he's creating, like, it's chemical-based, isn't it? Something like Vaseline. Mm. So maybe the Vaseline itself is burning the... Bu- I, you know, is that burning or is the burn burning or... Uh, I'm just burnt. It's quite a lot of dedication for something that I can think of almost no uses for. Yes. Imagine some of the... Oh, I've invented something. I've invented this <sighs> oh. gunk, this slippery gunk. You want to get in my world. And, you know, I'm going to so keep So many uses it. for Vaseline. Well, what, no, even in your world, there's only one. Well, what's that then? Chap lips, mate. Yeah, of that exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, and a sore bum I mean, once upon a time. Put Vaseline on chap lips it makes him even more chap. Yeah, so he he kept he kept burning himself uh, to to test that the product was working. Just, what what's he doing this for? So he thinks, you know, what I've got this brilliant idea for a slippery thing that no one will ever use, and when they use it, it won't be for things that I want to think about in the eighteen hundreds. And I'm going to keep on making it, even though I'm burning myself every time. Like, what is the point? Well, it, so it, it it kind of all stemmed from oil workers. So that, that that was what I found out. They would use a gooey jelly to heal their wounds and burns. Um, and the guy was called Chespra that created it. And he invent, he eventually packaged this jelly as, as Vaseline. But he had to he had to work on the ingredients to make it work a bit better. Hence why he kept burning himself to test it. What's amazing about Vaseline is it's very boringly branded. Yes, you know there's not a there's not a like a quick catchphrase. I also Vaseline, I don't so. think I've ever seen it advertised. No, how do you advertise Vaseline? <clears throat> do you know what I just I just don't really get? It's kind of like you, you get your blue Vaseline, right, and then you get like your brown one. It's like cocoa, oh. and then you get like your aloe vera. I'm like, what's the what's hang on, the hang, point? On, hang on, there's more than one Vaseline. Yeah, yeah, so, three, yeah. so he's then thinking it's cherry. So he's thinking of the lip balm Vaseline. Oh, okay. Oh, you're thinking of the big. You, you know what that is? Pie? That's Vaseline for pots, a, that's Vaseline for sissies. Now, it's a Primark We're talking about industrial strength straight from the tub. <laughs> that Vaseline. Oh, I'm thinking more like the little bowls in Primark when you're queuing up and you get them for a pound. Yeah, and every girl at school. There was always that girl at school, wasn't there, that would apply Vaseline like it was going out of fashion. Like every time you speak to her, she'd be like, oh, hmm, yeah. Maybe hmm. in your school, in my school, it was Carmex. We were, we were up a crust. Mm. We had Carmex. I, I always uh, still do it today. Someone offers me a Vaseline. Do you know where my finger goes? Where? Right in the middle. Well, yeah. <laughs> Boom! That's mine. What was Claim your territory on it? Of course you are. What was your application instead of Vaseline <laughs> up in the up in the farm? 
Why do you think I lived on a farm? Well, it makes it fun. Why has this become a thing? What did you? Mark what did you apply? I bet it was never like, lived on a farm. I bet it was like Daddy would give him like a plant leaf and be like, "Yeah, use this. You know, it's been proven to yes, really you're help." Right? Because we were so like that. You can imagine me having herbal remedy. What did you have, young Mark? Back in the day, chap lips. What would you do? Factor factor eighty. Just started <laughs> all over. I was to say, yeah, it's a bit hungry. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I did. Daddy, you got to have factor sixty in the cupboard. I got a bit of a chap lip over here. So. Hang on, I think we, I just ploughed on, mate. Yeah. He's is he posh or is he on a farm? What is he? Oh, what well, I don't know. I mean, farm accents. I can't really. I, I'd figure that out. No, farm accents, yeah. you know, like my one really is a really farmy accent. I actually got the farm thing from you because you started the farm thing. We were talking once about what you'd done as a kid playing outside, and you brought up the farm thing. I didn't know much about Mark. I didn't even people. live near a farm, well, let alone just, on a farm. I say a lot of stuff. Yeah, just threw it out there. Well, it stuck with me. Yeah. You're from a farm. Great, thank you. What was the fact again? Turn about Vaseline and, and Burns. Mark, what's your farm boy? What's your first fact of the show? What's your first fact of that there show there? The phrase bring home the bacon originates in 12th century England. Such a farm. <laughs> Such a farm thing, right? Uh, when churches rewarded husbands with bacon for having an argument free marriage. I'll tell you what, it's a good fact. Good fact, yeah. It's top tier fact. It's that strong, is. that is. Yeah. Yeah, Stop very strong. <laughs> I'm I'm worried about how it can be uh, proven. So let me tell you a story. Right. So the phrase originated in 1104 in a small town in Essex. Way up the boys. Uh, a local lord and his wife dressed themselves as common folk and asked the local prior for a blessing for not arguing after a year of being married. The prior, impressed by their devotion, gave them a side of bacon. The lord then revealed his true identity gave them land for a monastery and said, the only way you can keep this land forever is if you continue to give bacon to those who are similarly devoted. I'll tell you what that smells like. It's not bacon. It's what comes out of a, out of a pig. Yeah. That's how the story goes, but it does sound a little bit romanticized. We beg to differ. I am a big fan of uh, like Willy Wonka style stories like this. There's a restaurant in London and the guy who would who used to own it, who is named after, allegedly he would sit outside dressed as, um, as a homeless person. Mm. And when someone came along and gave him 50p, he would leap up, eschew his coat and then say, hello, it is not that, it is me. Come in for a restaurant on me. Uh, come in for a meal at my restaurant. I'm a big fan of that kind of thing. Same as this bloke. Yeah, same as this bloke. I like it as well. Bit unexpectedly I think exciting. If I was rich. When the podcast fortune accrues, when the Acast statement comes in, and it's a, it's a healthy month. Yeah, I'm, I want to be like someone like that. Someone that just you know. What would be your su- first surprises? People what would be your first point of call? Then huge, generous splendor. What, what would you do? Would you just like? Would they walk along? And you just put AirPods in, <laughs> and then they're like, "Listen, it's baffled." Wow, this is cool. Yeah, I think so. I think I think some guerrilla marketing campaign. Oh, yeah, 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 weird man. While also around. being, yeah. look, I am rich, but also have a podcast. Listen, have a, yeah, have a podcast. I, th- I think, I th- yeah, I'm on board with that. I like the fact. Um, yeah, it's it's just amazing. I don't I don't know how much I believe it. Yeah, it does. I I feel like there is truth there, but I feel like the story itself has been ever so slightly romanticized. It's just a bit. Yeah, I think these, it's a bit too perfect, isn't it? These and they often are. Like, how how is a fact from what eight hundred years ago? How long was it? Eleven oh four. So yeah, yeah. eight hundred. Well, eight hundred, nine hundred years ago. 
How is it still around today and still retained its meaning? I don't. I think what's happened is someone's brought back bacon and everyone was excited. We've said this before, yeah. haven't we? When we was, I think we were talking about this in a recent episode about terms. I think it was hat trick. We were like, how does it go so far down the path to then still be a thing today? Yeah, how has that fact existed for so long? Yeah. The hat trick where... thing, much much less time, mm. only over a hundred years, and it's only really used in the sport. In yeah. the sporting world. Well, you know, it depends. What it is. So, and but the bacon thing, it's just too much. Yeah, too much. But good fact, none the wiser. But as it says on the tagline to our show, we've got one Vaseline does not it is complete nonsense. First fact of the show: uh, Did you know it costs you a million dollars a year to rent a panda from China? It's very millennial. What do you mean? How is it millennial? How many millennials do you think are going round with a panda from China? No, as in it's... I was gonna get a, I was gonna get a car, mate. Looked at a Prius, decided now let's get a panda instead. As in the, the these ridiculous things that happen in the world, I, th- I feel very but us. People don't do it. It's, well, it's kind of like because the Queen owns all the swans in England, right? And China just own all the pandas in the world. So they use it for diplomacy. They use it to promote China in other countries, to build up the idea of China. They like that kind of thing and to mm-hmm. make good relations. So they lease, they rent out pandas to com- countries for a million dollars. million dollars a year. So what, what what do you get for the million dollars? Does the panda come to you or does the panda stay in China and you have the joy of saying you own a panda? It's not like a little certificate and you get a little update like you do when you rent a goat. Right. No, it comes to you. It comes to your zoo. Oh, oh! So you, you can't just be a billionaire and have it at your house. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's, if that's someone else. No, but the, at the moment, as far as I'm aware, it's done for international diplomatic relations. So, uh, to make nice friendships between countries, China will say, "Look, mate, you want a panda? Have a panda for your zoo, million dollars." But everyone will look at that zoo and think, "Hey, China's the best thing ever because there's pandas here. There must be pandas there. I want to go to China." It's nice diplomatic relations, a million dollars a year, thank you. I mean... Oh, on 10-year loans, apparently. That's so a lot of money. That's going to cost you, what? I was about to say, I feel like China have got... You say it's diplomatic. I feel China have just played this very well by going, look, every panda in the world, we own it. You want it? Million dollars, minimum 10 years. Wow. Oh, so do... Uh, are pandas from China, then? Am I missing the boat here? How have you How have you struggled with this bit? I didn't know. I so, But there's no pandas that exist or live in any other part of the world other than China. Well, there are now because they're at zoos. But other than that, yeah, they're all in China. So there was never a panda that uh, that was in any other. Other... When was the last time you saw one down Brentwood High Street? Yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't know if like in the oh, Amazon Louis, rainforest. Luigi from the Italian on the corners renting one for a million dollars a year is he? So wow. So they're actually very expensive then, aren't they? Well, it's not where it ends, Connor. The cost of the rent is payable to China, but you need a lot of bamboo. Forty kilograms of it every day. Uh, apparently in 2011, Edinburgh Zoo spent uh, $100,000 in a year to feed two pandas. Wow. And so they had to get a lot of donations and they had to ask local growers, local farmers to grow, you might be part of this, uh, to grow bamboo. Are they, I mean, now I'm going into a road where you probably don't know the answers. Are they uh, be- like becoming extinct pandas? Yeah, big time. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like a huge thing. Well, it's in, I've, 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 not, I've not been across this in the last year, but famously they are... They don't. They don't enjoy making babies. Like they have like one day a year to do it, and then they can't be asked to do it when they do it. Right. So I think the wildlife. I'm. I'm not putting words in his mouth here. I think the wildlife expert Chris Packham is rather against the panda because he says all this resource that we're doing to try and keep alive the pandas, we could put that elsewhere and save a lot more species. 
they're quite lazy at pandas. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're becoming extinct out of their own laziness as opposed to humans. Yeah, pretty much. But a million dollars a year? And then you've got to pay for the enclosure itself. Copenhagen, who allegedly paid $24 million. Wow. Wow. It's a lot of money. It's a lot, lot of money. money. I'll but be honest, a... if I opened a zoo, wouldn't get a panda. It's la- a big attraction, isn't it? On the last advertisement. Is it though? I think a tiger or a lion is a bigger attraction. I'm telling you, right? If I had three zoos in front of me, sure. uh, you know. <laughs> As is often the case. All at, all at £20 yeah. Pounds a ticket. Yeah. But yeah. one was £50. Pounds, there was a panda there. I'd probably go 50 yeah. I've Would never you? seen a panda. Would, would you really pay £30 more yeah, to go and see a panda? Yeah, like, I quite like pandas. I like... What if it had nothing else because it spent a million dollars on panda? Would you spend £50 to see a panda is the question. But just watch a panda? Yeah. No. See? No, I still need, I, I'd, I'd still take need... that million pounds, put it into other animals. I would I'd, still... I'd, have a, I'd have a unicorn at my zoo. I would still need I'd like spend a... a million pounds to create a unicorn. I'd need a butterfly. Then I would be the best zoo. I'd need a butterfly enclosure. So, so you would spend fifty pounds on a zoo where you could walk in. You got two things: you walk through the butterfly enclosure, can't see anything because they're fluttering all over the place, and then you, you're presented with a sleeping panda. If I spent fifty pounds straight through a butterfly enclosure onto a panda for ten minutes, gift shop at the end, I'm happy. Money well spent. Yeah, fifty quid there, and then take it. Connor, what's your second fact of the show? Thomas Edison filed one thousand and ninety-three patents, including those for the light bulb, electric railways, and movie camera. When he died in 1931, this is mental, he held 34 patents for the telephone, 141 for batteries, 150 for the telegraph, and 389 for electric light and power. I feel that if we had brought this fact to the table, the first thing that you would say would be something like, I'll get a life, give over, have a day off, mate. It would be have a day off, mate. No, because I I I think it's wildly ridiculous. That's that's a lot of different things that he was supposedly inventing, trying to get you know his own right on. But none of this stuff was was around, so it's easy to create things that you know aren't around. I, I, that, that you can see everything needs. Well, I, I oh, appreciate right, that. What? But but the thing is, go on. Everything's been invented. No, it hasn't. Right. Okay. Fine. Um, a wind-powered rocket. There you go. I've made the patent. Done. Patent. That's isn't what it, it says. Isn't patent. I'm not, no, I'm not patterned, no, uh, no, The no, most no. ridiculous one, though, as well, this is just a nice little cherry on top, was he uh, had it for a, a cigar that never went out. Again, nonsense here, because... He clearly just saw one of those candles on the cake, you know, the novelty one. Like, this is, is the guy that invented the light bulb, though, so we have to give him credit where credit's due. Fair. <laughs> he got there eventually. Yeah. A, a, lot, a lot of swings, a lot of misses, but, you know what, finally connected with the one. <laughs> Story. Boom, home run. Story of my life. Uh, maybe it's changed now. But to file a patent, 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 don't you need to like have some proving that this is going to work? Mate, uh, no, no, no. I, I'm the, I'm the man for this. I'm the man for this. This is such a dragon's den. My guilty pleasure. I watch plenty of this. There's, it's quite simple, really. It just takes a long while to, for it to get approved. So the, big, plan? the biggest thing in the den here, okay, Deborah Meaden is when she goes, uh, is it currently in progress or do you have it? They're two very different things. If you have it, then yeah, you got, they're going to invest money. If it's just in no, progress, I don't want, it, it doesn't exist. I don't want a review of Dragon's Den. My point is, <laughs> do, like, to file a patent, patent, do you need an actual plan of how you're going to make it? Or is it literally just an well, idea? it's a concept. Yeah, but isn't, do you need a drawing? Do you need a blueprint? Or is it just like, for, ha, ha, handing over a napkin that says, no, 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 I, I want to yeah. make a cigar, no one else can make a cigar. No, you need like. an example, obviously, that yeah, it can be done. You, you need, I think nowadays you need, like, technical drawings to say this is I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think back then you did. Because no, but now. He's not... 
making a cigar that's not he's, uh, that's going out. He's never ever making that. So basically, back in the day, all that you needed for a pattern was this negativity. Just just write and just. He, he in, said in, in fairness, this was a long time ago. Has it been made yet? Well, he, no, but that's because he died a year later. <laughs> he wasn't making it. He's he ran just, out of time. Yeah, you're right. No one else in the world could have invented it. So yeah. clearly, well, apparently not. He had the patent. So. He's just. Is he just? Imagine being that Paul Cl- Clark at the patent office. Oh, he's back. he's back. He's like, back. What's it this time? It's just like the ravings of a madman on a napkin saying, oh, I really want to make a cigar that never goes out. But he, he, he did invent the light bulb in the end. It, it happened. You know, what we're under but, right now. And I'm saying... These things. Well, well done to the guy. Yeah. Well, well you know, I, I'll, I'll always be the first one to give mad props to Thomas Edison for the light bulb. Yeah. Some of his other inventions, cack-handed, mate. <clears throat> cigar that never goes out. Not been made. It's as good as my wind-powered rocket. I'd love to see that try and be made. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Well, it wouldn't work in space, would it? Well, there we go. Probably. But up Thomas, up up Thomas Edison. Yeah, up the boy. <laughs> good luck to him. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Okay, let me tell you a story about a uh, Californian man who thought he'd worked out a way to beat the system. So Joseph Tartaro, in late 2016, had a brainwave. He got a personalised number plate, which read null. The reason for this is that when it went on the system, there wouldn't be a number plate there. It would just say null. It would show it up in the system as null and he'd get no number plates. Slightly backfired. Instead, he got all the penalty fines for any car where it didn't register the number plate because it would go in the system as null. In one year, he got $12,000 worth of fines. Yeah, it deserves it for me. Yeah. You, that's, like, that's what you get for trying to beat the system flying too close to the sun isn't it I've always yeah. said this it's like I'm fully on board with someone's ambition to try and deceive but you have to be prepared for the consequences I think I think a good uh, explanation uh, descriptive word is just complete dickhead isn't it really deserves every bit that he got there I think yeah but then if he'd have done it he'd be like oh fair play Fair play, well, no, but isn't it just wonderful when these people try it and then it just yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's so great isn't it's it? like when when people try and you know steal loads of money on millionaire if you're stealing 500 grand no one cares but you've gone for the million you've flown too close to the sun you've yeah. been caught out bow so out bow no. out one earlier yeah. N- null it was null null isn't it so, null so like so basically whenever it goes through a system if there's nothing in that registration plate because it hasn't been able to read it or there's an issue it would just go down the system as null null but so obviously he went great I'll play him at their own game that'll be my registration plate however now the system went Null. Oh, that belongs to this bloke, Joseph Tartaro. Sorry, mate, you're getting all the fines. Question. Yes. When was this? This is in 2016. Right, so points on the licence exist. How by the £11,000 fine had he not lost his licence? Because it was fines for lots of different things. So it could be for uh, parking fines, for example. It's different uh, in the States, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And those system. parking fines are... Mate, them get they're dodgy ones. They are. They they're on you. They're on you. Honestly, where I, where I work, right? Yeah, literally, you can look at two minutes afterwards, and he's on you like a pigeon. He's like, are you moving, mate? Literally, like I'm two minutes after. Um, famously, pigeons are on things very quickly. I'm always know. I'm always of the thing where my dad's one for being like, well, they can't do anything. You know, well, it's private land. They can't do anything. Technically, just, just tear it up. Just tear it up. Technically, that is the truth. Well, it depends who it is, isn't it? Uh, the council can. Proven. But... Proven as well. One of my friends is one of those guys where it's like, hey, you know, can't do anything. He has got so many parking fines that are outstanding. Five years. And it's just adding up, adding up, adding up, adding up, adding up. And it just will never go anywhere. 
Council, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to mess with them ones, the London Borough. They'll, go, yeah. they'll get on you. But private land, I don't think there is anything that can be done. Don't take my word for that, by the way. Anybody listening? This is not endorsed by Connor or Baffled. Yeah. Uh, my second fact, Queen is worth more than the Queen. That's it. As in Queen the band is sure. worth more than oh. the Queen. That is sh- Queen Elizabeth II. That is shocking, Dan. No, you would have thought that the Queen was... Dan, you know, honest, no, seriously. I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't seen the Queen sell out Wembley Stadium five times. But you'd be surprised. Who cares? That's like... That's just because they've got the same name. David Beckham's worth more than the Queen. Who cares? Well, I do. Like Dan, it's David Beckham's worth more than David, my mate down the mate, pub. I tell you what, it's this the queen. is... No, the queen yeah, is... but they're both called David. And the Queen's one of they're the most famous... David. The Queen, the queen is one of the most famous people in the world yeah a band and Queen are one of the most famous bands in the world yeah but it's a band isn't it yeah, is yeah but the they queen. are selling stuff the, the queen, queen doesn't sell the queen's anything. the queen the queen, yeah, the queen doesn't sell anything the does queen she? owns half what of is, what, what does the queen sell the only reason we're having the, the only reason we're having this debate is because they've got the same name I'm with Connor here well, it is a bit of a well tell me tell null and void point if you turn around to me and went the Beatles worth more than the Queen I'd be like don't care what the Beatles worth more than Beatles this is really bad fact. This is scraping the barrel. The Queen is no Queen is worth more than the Queen. It was a very it's... good punchline. It's a very good one if you if you go, did you know that Queen is worth more than the Queen? That's it. You need to leave it there. How, well, how much do you think the Queen is worth? I don't care. Well come on, how much? Uh I don't uh, the Queen Two uh, billion. Two billion, yeah. No, much less. Right. Four hundred and eighty six million dollars. Right. How much do you reckon Queen Dollars? She's British. Come on. Yeah. That's that's not correct. How much do you reckon Queen is worth? A billion. Nah, six hundred million dollars. I'm going to be honest with you. I think categorically the worst fact we've ever had across the whole coming up to a year and a half of doing this. This you're, is pointless. You'll be telling your mates. Well, you'll know. You'll know. You see that? I agree with. I probably would guess. tell people. Queen is worth more than the Queen. If they if they didn't have the same name, would you agree that this would be shockingly? Oh well, yeah, but that's all. That's that, but that's that's a pointless thing to say, isn't it? Mark, where are if you, you on if this? You, if your bloke didn't invent Vaseline, right? Ready and bur- burning himself. Ready? Would I care about it? Ready. No. One Direction is worth more than Donald Trump. Irrelevant. Is it? Well, it's irrelevant because I mean, all of these facts are irrelevant in our context. Just, Who cares about pandas being lent, lent out for a bit? A it's million just because they've got the same name. All oh, right, all right. Dan, Dan has a point here. Let me just inject. Dan has a point here that his fact is a lot more relevant than yours are because it's Queen and the Queen. Mm-hmm. And by the way... However... Just let me interject. Just let me interject, Mark. You can't interject my interject. Well, hang on. We're I, in an interject squared situation here and that is not okay. I just need to point out to you, the Queen is worth more than the Queen. Okay, whatever. I don't, like, this comes to my second point. No one gives a f- Yeah, exactly. No one, cares, no one cares about any of this. I'm so... No, I, there's, there's so Maybe much... Like thousands of people who listen each week I who would I, beg to differ. However, this, this fact... But, they gone. But we enjoy, this is what this is the point. That we enjoy the facts what they're worth. Right. Yeah, pause. this fact is just worth pause. nothing. Right, just pause. Oh, I've got a right. question. Right, Who ready? do you think's worth more, Queen or the Queen? Just pause. Just pause. Right. You've had an early shift. We're recording Baffled. You're a little bit ropey, you know? No, no, no. No, hear me out. You're a little bit, you know, you're a bit tight, you know. I sit there, second fact of the show. We're about half an hour into recording, and I go, Queen's worth more than the Queen. What would you say? I'd say how much are they worth? Now, what a load of absolute cobblers. Mark... Right, I tell you what. I, I tell you, you'd be you'd be surprised because you'd probably think, well, the Queen is worth more than Queen, but no, Queen is worth more. I tell than you what, Queen. we're gonna do because you're my friend and you deserve credit where credit's due. We're gonna make a new award for the Nigel Awards, the best one-liner. That is the award. Queen's worth more than the Queen, and that's mm. all it needs to be. You you walk away, you, you get the pint here, mate. Queen's worth more than the Queen. Mm. See you tomorrow. Done. 
Yeah. But this, the, the place of queens in America is worth more than the, the queen and the queen. Am I in a dream here? Or is this actually happening? I'll be honest, I'm impressed you haven't hit him yet. Yeah, right. Just remember, when you're wondering who's worth more, queen or the queen, queen's worth more. Yeah, it's funny, actually. Queen's is worth more than all of them. Because in my 26 years of living, that has crossed my mind a few times. Maybe we need a chart of all the different queens and how much they're worth. <sighs> Get up there. Where does Queen Latifah fit? When you it? first said this yeah, fact, wealthy, when you first said this fact, I went instantly cards. Deck of cards. I don't know why. Put the Queen's back on the Queen. How does this work? But yeah, that was my mind. Yeah, Queen of Diamonds. Well rich. Anyway. Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, a brand new podcast bringing together people's real ghost, extraterrestrial and paranormal stories, as well as getting some inside details from those who study the supernatural. I'll be listening through your paranormal stories every week and try to understand them, as well as chatting about my own encounters with an occasional paranormal investigator too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. Just search for Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You can always get in touch, by the way. It's info at bafflepod.com if you're in the market to be interested in, or if you've got any facts about the value of different queens. We'd love to hear from you there. You can always uh, get us on Instagram. We are at bafflepod. And it's the same with TikTok, at bafflepod there. Chris has sent us a message on. Chris! And he said, My son is in the US Navy, but is currently deployed with HMS Queen Elizabeth, which, interesting fact, is worth less than the Queen and Queen. Uh. Uh, one of the items on the menu was Angel Delight. Could Connor explain what that is? Now, I thought it's not worth a full episode. It's not worth a full episode. But a quick 30 seconds. Connor Knight, could you explain Angel Delight? Yeah, good bit of grub. There we go. Chris, hope that helps. We've done... I feel bad for you here, Chris, because we have done Connor Explains on much less. On much less. What was, it, what was the other one? We did... Oh, mate, the, what was the other one? The other day I was talking about Henry VIII and satellites. I mean... 
And you did placebo. We, we, we got a lot of mileage out of people think that it's a thing that it isn't. I've got somebody here as well that said hi. I do enjoy Angel Delight. Yeah, I like it. Beauti- yeah. Beautiful dessert. Yeah. Good bit of grub. Uh, probably the best Instagram name ever. A soggy man's elbow. Oh, there we go. Yep. There we go, yeah. Uh, can't remember if you've had these ones yet, but spaghetto confetto and graffito are the singular forms of spaghetti, confetti and graffiti. Yeah, yeah, this You're happened. raging about that, aren't they? That was, that was about two episodes ago. I know, I know. And it's really upsetting. Uh, and trees have receptors similar to eyes and can actually see you. Mm, don't know. Yeah, Absol- have to abs- absolute lies. Yeah, good. Done absolute a, done... lies. I'm sorry, but someone needs to dry that man's elbow out. Yeah, done a swift Google. It's and, not uh, worthy of that Instagram name. Doesn't exist, but cheers, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. Angel Delight, it's kind of like a whipped mousse. I'm trying to explain it really well to you. You get it in a sachet and it's like a powder and then you add that sacheted powder to milk and kind of whip it up and you let it set. It's a little bit like blancmange. Like, it's like a milky jelly kind of thing, but it's aerated. It's delicious, delicious. Are we sponsored by Angel Delight? We're not, but I can put a call in. I think they need to do more work, you know. I mean, Angel Delight and Vaseline, both very undermarketed. Last fact of the show, Connor, go. The multi-talented Rihanna has obviously been very successful, so much so that her home nation, Barbados, made a Rihanna day where everyone gathers to groove to her tunes. Uh, is it a little bit like, Nash, rather than playing the National Anthem in the morning, they just wake up with a bit of umbrella? Ella, Ella. Stop that. A, A, A. Uh, Rihanna's success is absolutely baffling to me. Like She's worth like billions of pounds, isn't she, because of her... She's fe- actually fenty. worth more than the Queen, who is worth more well, than... No, less than Queen. See? She's just hit, a, she's just hit a billion, yeah. She's got all of her makeup line. But the biggest thing to this is um, it, it, it's nonsense, I believe. What are you talking about? Because a nation gathering to groove to the tunes. Yeah. What does it... Is it like a, like a, is it like what, a national what? thing on the news? Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> Love the way you like, like I what? don't think... Like, I don't want to generalise massively here. But... Oh, from Barbadian people I know, Barbadian people I know. Hold on. When have you? I know or Barbadian what? people. We live in London. Come on. Uh, that, like, <laughs> funny. Pe- yeah, it's funny, actually. What's yeah. the name of the Barbadian people you know? I know a girl called Lauren. What I'm saying is, without generalising, people from Barbados and the Caribbean enjoy a party, enjoy a dance. Any excuse. Any excuse. Well, I think that's because they are very much better at it than us Brits are. Like, can you imagine if we had a Rihanna day? We would feel so awkward and... You'd look, at, you'd look out of place. I would look so out of place. Yeah, you'd look out of place. You'd look, you'd, you'd look out of place in the Caribbean because you'd have to wear one of, those, one of those long hats with the like the cape from the back just to protect your neck. I, I would think, wear a full biohazard suit just to my, make sure... I think my biggest thing here is, is look, award her, award her success. <laughs> award her success. I'm all for that. She's obviously you know, easily the most famous person to come out of Barbados. Yeah. Create a day for her, but just leave it there. We don't need to be grooving What day is Rihanna Day? Well, I don't know, like a Monday, but we don't need to be grooving to change. Why not? Like What's a Monday. What's the problem with it? What's the problem with just having an excuse to have a good time? But grooving to her tunes on a Rihanna day, it's excessively ridiculous. Why? Well, she's got some some natty hits. Dan, you of all people, if we had a day for a successful British pop star, you would be the first one to slag it off down the pub. Two things. Not true. <sighs> I enjoy an excuse to have a good time. And secondly... It's, it's not about that. It, secondly, it's different here in the UK, isn't it? Okay, who's, who's the day for in the UK? Give me one success that you think. But who, who deserves a day? Go on. Again, without generalising, I would imagine the UK, and I don't know enough about this, but the UK has uh, created a lot more kind of world-famous people than Barbados. It's nice that they celebrate the people that come from it. The woman's made some music. 
And, you know, it's not like they're doing it all day. It's not like 12 hours worth of dancing to Rihanna. It's just you play songs, you have a good time. Christmas. Christmas, for instance. I reckon Paul McCartney would get a day. Just for the simple reason, if he sucked the life out of everything else that he can possibly get out of the oh. fact he was from the Beatles, that he'd definitely see it a day, wouldn't he? Slagging off Paul McCartney. Absolutely yeah. outrageous. February 22nd, by the way, is Rihanna Day. Oh, oh. You've, he's a swift, swift Google, he has here backstage. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. This is since 2008. What? Is it her birthday? Uh, her birthday is on February the 20th. I wonder what it's like when Rihanna touches down in Barbados. Big old place. I bet that is scenes, isn't it? Room. I bet that is absolute scenes. Well, for you, you'd be sat there, arms crossed. Get off! Yeah, I'd be like... Get that. off! What have you done? Stop yeah, moving. you're famous. What of it? Got your own day. No one cares, love. Grooving to... Keep moving! Grooving to tunes. It's unnecessary. Mark, give us your last fact of the show. Researchers at MIT published an article about how all hipsters wind up looking the same. After publishing this article, a man accused them of using his image in the article without his permission. They went, okay, we'll look into this. Looked into it. Wasn't that man. Therefore, proving the article right, that all hipsters look exactly the same. Every single one of those people included in that research study needs to have a day off. It's a fashion Hipsters are fashion. But you wear beanies. Point, you wear right. baggy clothes. It's a fashion sense. Yeah, but here's the, here's the thing about hipsters, right? Hipsters oppose mainstream culture, right? That's the point of it. But they are, that. but they are mainstream. That's what you're going to say, isn't it? But, that's how but then they all dress stuff. exactly the same. That's how every fashion. So surely you can't be hipster if you're dressing the same as other hipsters, basically, because then immediately you're part of a trend. That's how every so suddenly you're mainstream starts. rather than being a hipster. It's the worst research they've ever heard in my life. What they've turned around and said is, is everyone that's into the same fashion sense all looks the same. <laughs> oh, there we go. What? Just nonsense, isn't it? Isn't it? What? What fashion sense do you model yourself on? Like, who have you looked at and thought, you know what? I want those. I, I want to dress like this person because everyone does it. And I've I'm got curious. it. I've got it. Well, what's yours? Called? No, I know exactly what Mark's is. Is it a farmer? Burton Summer Sale, two thousand and nine. <laughs> Mate, absolutely smashed. What? Them. So, like, who's your like your your style icon? No one really. I just kind of, I, I think. So no, 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 no really. I just things. kind of buy stuff I like and and, and walk it. I, I kind of, I, I, I like the kind of hipster world of like the baggy t-shirts and stuff. But I'm not like really hipster where I'm wearing the beanie with the shaved head and and the goatee and you know. But kind of anything I like. I think you we all do the same, don't we? Anything we want to rock, we rock. Yeah, my point is, I think everyone kind of takes their inspiration from somewhere, even if they don't realise it. Where does yours come from? Well, I buy a lot of mountain warehouse gear, and a lot of, because I watch a lot of adventure mm. people on YouTube. So I, that, that's, kind, that's my current vibe. Because I would look at you right now and say non-uniform day. I feel yeah, like so Dan's fashion sense is, you know, the games you used to play when you were a kid where like you like flick around the top half and it's like, that's a certain person's head. Then you flick around a second half and suddenly you've got a fireman's body. That's and then like you flick around the bottom half, you've got the baker, <laughs> the baker wife skirt. That's what your fashion sense oh, looks like. God. Look, I've got the, um, I think this is a, a very rock and roll. I think this might be a Millet's t-shirt. Ooh. I've got the shorts on just in case I'm ready to go. I've got the old Garmin on. So this, this is, that's my. You could go hiking at any moment. This is, that's what, uh, that is my vibe. I'm always up for an adventure. I, th I think everyone's got a vibe, and I'm wondering what yours is. I think Mark's is a is a typical kind of. You're not actually that bothered about it. Like yeah. you just kind of a t-shirt's there to be a t-shirt. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's it's just it's a very very stand. He's I'm focused just, on other things in life. I go on the very nondescript thing of like, yeah, you look fine. I'm not going to comment on it. That sort of fashion, you know, yeah. where it's it's enough to get by without people going, you look really cool, or what the. F are you wearing yeah i'm just in that happy middle ground when no one cares here's the thing i don't want to beat around like beat, my beat, life i don't want to beat this over your head too much 
I'm struggling to know any ginger person that I know that really does care about fashion that much. Well, I think the issue is, is there's so much. Like, we can follow a fashion, but then there's so many colours we can't wear. Yeah. yeah, you see, now, yeah, you're opening up a can here that nobody, not many people have thought about unless you're ginger. You forget about that. You're immediately clashing. Yeah, yeah. you're immediately clashing. Straight away. Pretty much instantly. Uh, back to the fact, though, just because just I do want to make the point one more time, it's complete and utter nonsense. They're telling people that uh, a trend, you all look the same. Well, don't, don't, that's, that's a trend. It's like if you have a skinhead, well, everyone looks the same. Well, of course they do. What's the same haircut? What? Yes. I think, I think that was almost part of the, of the research, was to kind of say, you're all saying you're against mainstream, but actually you are the mainstream. I think the best bit about it, though, and this is just hilarious, the fact that the guy tested it <laughs> and it wasn't actually him. Yeah. I mean, he's great, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, you can't use my image. Yeah, that's not you. You're not as different as you think you are. Where's my backy? Last fact of the show. The Republic XF84H was a plane. It was called the Thunder Screech, nicknamed the Thunder Screech. It was so loud, the people working on it were sick, vomited everywhere. What, from the vibrations through the body? Yep. Wow. Because the jet fighters accelerated slowly and they had to have these long takeoff runs. It's kind of like trying to accelerate in a Porsche in top gear and trying to get some speed up. Um, and it made this sound which vibrated the sound. It's not just the um, the vibrations, but also they think it's the loudest airplane ever built. And it was such a horrendous sound. The piercing howl was so awful. It made people chunder. I have, I, I, I can eat, look, I've not experienced that level before, but I've been to a club night before to see a DJ, right? And I was right next to the speaker and the bass was so loud that I can understand how that level can be uncomfortable. What was the, uh, the name of the club night? Uh, so I went to see Dead Mouse at the iTunes Festival. That's oh, less exciting. Um, but the bass was like excessively not okay to the point where you feel it, it's not enjoyable. With Dead Mouse, I wonder why you ever put the five there. You're I don't like know, Mouse but he's, like, I mean, the, the name itself is exactly cool, how he's how his career is right he now. Isn't it? He's a hipster. Did he wear the mask? Was that? Dead yeah, Mouse? that was. He was one of the mask wearers. Yeah. Marshmallow in it. Trend. Look at us slagging off the biggest DJs in the world. Sat here on this podcast having a go. Um, Yeah, well, Dan. It's fine. There's nothing nothing to do. Just remember the Thunder Screech. Well, it earned the nickname the Thunder Screech rather because of its piercing howl on the engine during startup, which would make everyone chunder everywhere. I think that fact has led Mark to updating his spreadsheet earlier than he should do. Oh, yeah. I've I've switched off, I'll be honest. Right, there we go. It's It's interesting. It's the final fact, and, and it was the perfect way to call it a day. That is it for our episode of Baffled, our meander through the, the world of facts. Nine for you, what have we learned? Well, Edison had a lot of time on his hands to send off any old crap to the poor patent clerk. Uh, but hipsters look the same as if you didn't know. And also, Queen is worth more than the Queen, but less than Queens and probably more than Queen Latifah. Thank you very much for listening. Info at baffledpod.com, that's where you need to send stuff. If you'd like Connor to explain things to you, that's what you do. You can get in touch on Instagram and Twitter. We are at BaffledPod there, and we will see you Friday for another Connor Explains. Ain't gonna be Angel Delight. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. And I will see you soon as well to off on an adventure, probably. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.